again um it has been a long time everybody welcome back to the west coast sports junkies podcast we are excited to get back to business here lots has been happening in the world of sports obviously uh i had to actually look back mike and uh, it was october 20th i believe the last time we were back so we got to stay back you know we got to stay a little more consistent here but uh you know, happy new year, everybody. It's uh it's a brand new year, a very exciting time for one of our local sporting sports teams, the Seattle Seahawks, obviously. Um, we're gonna get into that, obviously. NFL playoffs, Super Bowl preview. Well, we'll preview our picks, playoff preview. We will get into the Canucks. They're so exhausting, nothing really has changed probably since the last time we talked. We're still frustrated with them um they're still losing i still want us to tank but anyways we'll get into that um the ufc there was uh there's a big fight that wasn't a scheduled fight card actually that's uh in the news right now down in uh, cabo san lucas i don't think they've had a fight card there before but there was uh there was a really big card <laughs> at a nightclub on new year's dana white did something really stupid we're gonna get into that and uh yeah, golf is back. Kapalua just happened, which is awesome. It's one of my favorite tournaments to start the year. Unofficial start. And uh, yeah, there's the World Cup happening. That was crazy. Um, I think for most people, you know, everyone was happy to see Messi finally get a World Cup. So that was, uh, and probably one of the craziest finals of all time, or arguably. Lots of lots of stuff, but uh yeah, this is gonna be this is gonna be a lot, but we're gonna get uh, get into some stuff and you know give us give you some good opinions on what we think about all this that has transpired since we last talked to you. So, Mike, how's it going, buddy? Good man, thank you, and thanks for having us back. So tonight I am drinking a Grolsch, Tyler. What do you got going on over there, my friend? Uh, well, I'm trying to do you know a little diet thing here. I feel like every one of us has said that every time we do an episode. But, uh, you know, it's just the Christmas season, the holiday season, lots of food, a little bit of drinking, uh, too much beer. So tonight mm-hmm. I'm drinking a vodka soda, splash of San Pellegrino in here. Uh, right on, buddy. Well, cheers. And it's good to see you again. And yeah, you're right. It has been too long. Way too long. Yeah, it's been a while since we've done a podcast. And it's just like COVID ended and then like the everything opened up again and we've all just been scattered around. We can't really find the time anymore to like get together, even via zoom to, to do something, but hopefully we, uh, you know, it's a new year and we can get back to get onto a regular schedule here. Well, and, for sure. Uh, because like you said, we've been getting together in person. We should just uh, bring a GoPro out with us at the bar, yeah. watching a Seahawks game. And, and you know what we pretty... do, we do sometimes we do bring the GoPro. Out. It would be pretty entertaining, right? People call me awkward for having this GoPro. They... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah you bring mul- your I have multiple GoPros. Your camera case, man. <laughs> but Dude, like I said, it, for it's Christmas, did you see the camera I got for Christmas for my wife? Yeah, that is that's wild, buddy. Okay, so we're gonna get some good footage in the next couple of years of us uh, <laughs> of partying. Okay, that's a little big to bring out, huh? Isn't the lens freaking ten feet long? Yeah, man. I mean, we we, can, we might even be able to get in there and and actually spot Govic and Dan's dinks. <laughs> it's a 200 oh, by 600 zoom man so we, we can get that's <laughs> it's more for like wildlife footage and stuff but i'm gonna use it i'm gonna use it for that and i'll bring it out i'll bring it up for us for sure sounds good. good good time speaking of them yeah they uh they're mia tonight uh i'm sure they'll be back at some point uh once we once we figure this thing out but uh you know we just wanted to jump on here and talk some sports again because it's been a long time for sure. And a lot of stuff's happened 
And a lot of stuff has happened important to us in this last week, especially, you know what I mean? For sure. Well, why don't we talk about that uh, this, this past Sunday, man? What a crazy day that uh, I will admit I did not see even being a possibility at the start of the season. Like You can listen back to a few of our September, October podcasts, and I thought we were going to get five, six wins max. And I was fine with it, you know, um, a little rebuilding year, but man, did they, uh, they surprised me. A lot of our rookies stepped up and, you know, why don't you tell us your thoughts on, uh, well, we can get into the season after, but I mean, just Sunday, the range of emotions from, uh, what needed to happen and what happened for us to get into the playoffs. Yeah, man. So you, yeah, you can go back to like, even last year when the trade was announced in the summertime with Russell Wilson was leaving the Seahawks and how upset I was about it. And I wasn't really even, I didn't even want to talk football throughout the whole summer. Cause I was just like, just devastated. But yeah. uh, coming into this year, I, you know, at the beginning of the season, I was, I was, uh, you know, quite surprised at how good Geno Smith was doing and handling the, you know, he's pretty poised and stuff like that. Um, there was obviously flaws in our game and there still is flaws in our game, but this last Sunday, you know, we needed to win. That's what we had to do. We had to win first of all. And then we needed, so we took care of business and uh, it was at home, which we win in overtime with Myers missing a last minute field goal to win the game, misses it, goes to overtime. Okay. Uh, we get it done. He kicks the field goal. We, we, we win in overtime, but then we need Detroit who we just eliminated because we won that game to beat green Bay, Bay Bay. at home in green Bay. So like the odds are like against us, man. I'm up in Whistler watching this game with my dad and my brother and my brother-in-law. And I'm like, Oh man, we're like, all of us are like, I don't know, but I'm like, I believe that this is going to happen. Like, this is just destined, man. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. know. I just felt it. And, uh, and it happened, dude, like it came down to it and green or, uh, Detroit, I'm, I'm Detroit's now my second favorite team. I don't care of all time. Okay. We're going yeah. to the damn, uh, damn playoffs because of them. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pumped, man. I can't believe it. It's unbelievable to me. It's, it's, I'm just in awe. Yeah, no, for sure. Absolutely. And good on Detroit for showing up. Right. I mean, they did have something to play for. It was a chance to eliminate the rivals and, you know, Aaron Rodgers has been like, really like snarky and kind of critical in the media over the years with Detroit. Like, you know, they lost to him earlier this season. He's like, we can't lose to a team like that and stuff like this. Right. So I really thought that (laughs) green Bay would look better, but Detroit just, uh, they matched their intensity and took it to them man, and stole that game late in the fourth quarter. And the crazy thing is it was something like green Bay had won. I think it was like, 27 of the last 30 against Detroit at home. Like that is a wild stat. Like Detroit hasn't been good for a long time, whatever, but still, right. Like the odds, like you said, were against us and just, just the way it all played out. It was, it was amazing to watch, man. It's funny. Um, My dad said this, my dad said the same stat to me on Sunday. And he's like, (laughs) I just saw this thing on TV that they've they've lost blah, 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 blah. I'm like, that just tells me that they're freaking due, man. It's going to happen here tonight. And yeah. oh man, what a night. It was unbelievable. Yeah, no, they they played spoiler. It was it was awesome. Um, we definitely owe, I think it's funny, Quandre Diggs, who came over to Seattle, whatever, three, four years ago to trade, joked like during the week that he was gonna um pay for a lot of his buddies uh, like old buddies on Detroit, pay for a vacation for them if they did what they needed to do and mm-hmm. beat Green Bay or whatever. So it'll be uh we'll see if he pays up on that bet. See where nice. they want to go. <laughs> Seattle, that's where they want to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that. But I okay. mean, uh, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to say, okay, so this all happens now. And it, I get flashbacks of, you know, I want to say it was like 2009, 2000, no, 2010, 2011, when uh, Seattle played um, New, Orleans. New Orleans at home. And we had the fucking, obviously, the Beast Quake run happen. Yeah. I didn't go that game because I was like, oh fuck it. Like Seattle's such a dog. They were like, they were okay. So they, Seattle was a 10.5 to one dogs. I remember in that game. And I was like, I'm not gonna go tie. You go. We had season tickets. And yeah, you yeah. took your wife to that game. 
and yeah. I'm sitting downtown Vancouver watching this game, and Beastquake rolls out. We're almost jumping off my balcony. Literally makes an earthquake happen in Seattle. We were jumping, um, yeah, helping with that. Yeah, so I'm looking at the odds in this game coming up this Sunday or Saturday. So Saturday, 1.30 p.m., yep. the Seahawks are playing the Niners in San Francisco. We always play them tough. We're 9.5-point dogs. What do you think, man? What do you think our, our chances are of winning this game? Honestly, I don't think we have much of a chance, Mike. I, I don't. But, you know, that's a good <laughs> thing. That's a good thing I'm saying that because, like I said earlier, I didn't think we had a chance to make the playoffs this year. So I hope they keep proving me wrong. Um, but right now we're playing with house money. Like no one expected us to be here. We're here. Uh, no pressure. All the pressure is on San Fran. Like everyone, including myself, I don't want us to, but I think we will lose the game, right? I mean, it's in San Fran. Their defense has been unreal. But they do have a third string QB. He has looked really good there. Brock Purdy, whatever. But, uh, you know, we could shock the world. I don't see it. I hope it happens, but uh, it does feel a little bit like that, uh, that saints game to me, actually, especially like in the national media, right? Like no one's given the Seahawks a chance, um, but you know what? We could shock the world. How are you feeling? You confident? It's true, man. I'm, I'm confident in this game, man. There's always that Cinderella story when you come into the playoffs and I feel like we are it this year. I feel like, uh, you know, all the stars have sort of aligned for us to get to this point. And I think that uh, we always play our division rivalries tough, especially San Francisco. I don't see it being a, a blowout at all. It's going to be a close game. And I, you know, that 9.5, I'm taking the Seahawks all day in that, especially with that kind of a spread. I don't care. If, I mean, I want to win the game and I think we can win the game, but for sure I'm going to bet that spread. That's huge. And yeah. Uh, yeah, man, I'm, uh, and, you know, we are a better team than we were four weeks ago when we played them that Thursday night game. We watched that together. Um, and there was just like a few key moments in that Thursday night game that I remember there was like, a, I think it was a Travis Homer fumble that led to a touchdown. A couple of things like that, that uh, really flipped the game. And, you know, like obviously in football, it's how it is, but Pete Carroll always preaches like turnovers, right? You got to win the turnover battle. So I don't know, man. I think we can, if we win the turnover battle, we can run the ball, control the clock. Like we got a shot and that's, that's Seahawk football. Right. And, and we have improved. I agree with you. I do like the, uh, the nine and a half points the Seahawks are giving are getting in that game, but I don't know, man. hundred percent. Bulldog pick of the week. Seahawks plus <laughs> 9.5, man. Take it all day. But you know what? Like I said about the the no pressure on them, right? Like it's all on San Fran. You know they're they're totally. expected to to go on a run here. Um, I think right now they are the second best team in the NFC next to the Eagles, and you know people are expecting them to get to that NFC Championship game. So you know lots of pressure on them, obviously. But but regardless, you got to look at Seattle season. We get into the playoffs. It's a great experience for our rookies. You know our young players. This is Geno Smith's first playoff game ever as well. Uh, obviously, Kenneth Walker, our rookies, Tariq Woolen. So regardless, it's a great learning experience. We have Denver's fifth overall draft pick, which should have been a little bit better, but the week 18 games didn't go our way. But top five pick, we're going to have two first rounders, man. It's Things are looking up for the Seahawks. This team, I, I've said this before, it reminds me a lot of Right, the team the year before we drafted Russ. So like we had Sherman, we had we had Earl Thomas, we had uh, you know Chancellor. We had this base, this like exciting young core of players. We had Marshawn Lynch, obviously. Um, you know, it's an exciting time. I think we are on the rise in our division. San Fran just mortgaged the future, getting McCaffrey and a few other draft picks obviously they're they have a window right now and that's this year and probably next year the rams are done you saw what happened to them they mortgaged their future at least they got a super bowl last year arizona's a mess so all things considered this rust trade has really catapulted us into uh, a good place and now like i said you know nothing to lose Let's see what happens yeah well, you've definitely mentioned it that uh we do a full couple hours here just on the di diagnosing yeah, the yeah, yeah. rust deal but like yeah. wow i mean looking back at it 
you know, I thought it was a stupid move just being, I guess, a Seahawks fan or whatever and losing Russell Wilson. But now looking at it like, wow, how it's played out. We get the, you know, the fifth round pick next year. We we clear up all that cap space. We got Geno Smith who just broke Russell Wilson's record for passing Mm -hmm. yards in a season. Mm -hmm. Like unbelievable Mm -hmm. numbers this guy's put up this year. Um, Yeah, man. So we can sit here and talk about it for hours, but uh, I think it was a good move. I think it was a, I think it was a, it, you know, it was one of like a, one of those like trades of a lifetime that uh, a GM and coach can make. I don't think that uh, it's one of the biggest moves I've ever seen happen and work out in, in, in a way like this. For sure. I think uh, Don Schneider has got to be considered for GM of the year based on that trade alone, man. But uh, you know, just real quick on Russ, I do think he'll be better next year. I think the whole situation was like the head coach was not ready to be a head coach. Uh, he was fired, obviously. Like he had to hire after like week three, someone to tell him how to manage the game. He had someone just to tell him how to call timeouts and like manage the two minute warning and stuff. Like, I don't think he was ready. I don't think he, I think he gave Russ too much freedom in the offense. Like Russ tried to be something he's not. Whereas Pete and our offensive, our offensive coordinators like game plan for him and his skill set. On top of that, Russ is not as athletic as he once was, but I do think he'll be a lot better next year. I think they're going to get a good coach in place, good system for him and play to his strengths. So I think, uh, I think Denver is going to be a lot better. And I don't think we've seen the last of Russ, but I'm really happy. We don't have him anymore. (laughs) Well, yeah, you. I mean, for sure, I think you're going to see more Russell Wilson. He's they're paying him for like five or six more years. Like, yeah, yeah, no, like I mean, two hundred million I think dollars. Gonna, something like I that. think he's going to be back closer to how he was in Seattle. He's not going to ever be that guy again, but he's going to be a lot better of a QB overall. And uh, the GM in Denver, what's his name? Who is? I don't even know who the GM now is. It Elway still? Yeah. So John Elway, I can't stand the guy. I hate the guy. Ever since he refused to play for the Raiders back in the day. I don't remember you talking about that. I can't stand this dude. Anyways, <laughs> it serves him right, man, for making those those fucking bonehead moves. Why well, why you got a coach in there that doesn't even know what the hell's going on? Like, come on, you're gonna pay two hundred and something million dollars for a quarterback and you got a coach in there you can't even coach? Come on. Dude, it's crazy though. That's what ha- that's what's happening with quarterbacks. I saw something else that was crazy. The four highest paid QBs in the NFL missed the playoffs this season you know who they are uh aaron Rodgers. aaron Rodgers, number one making 50 million dollars five zero russell, russell wilson Wilson's number yeah. two 49 million deshaun watson 46 million the browns is traded for and he had that big suspension obviously and kyler murray in our division 46 mil Crazy. so that's kind of what you're dealing with in terms of uh qbs and it brings up an interesting point one more thing on the Seahawks is that Gino is a free agent next year. So my feeling is he's not going to, because teams are going to pay teams would pay him. They're not going to pay him that, but he could, he could get a really good deal out there for uh, QB needy teams. I think he's going to take like a hometown. It's not his hometown, but Seahawks gave him a shot. He's going to give a little bit of a discount to stay in a good situation like he has in Seattle where he's still going to get paid, but it won't be what he would get on if he went out into the market. So I think we're going to re-sign him. Not sure how long. And uh, we will draft a QB probably in the second or third round in this draft. Kind of have under play behind him and learn the system and kind of be that next guy. That's what I think. But yeah, Gino, right. Gino performed, man. He was, uh, he yeah, was really impressive sure. this season. And good kept for him, it, right? He kept me uh, entertained all year long, man. So uh, kudos to him. And we had a lot of shit go, on, go wrong this year. Like, we had a lot of injuries, especially in the backfield and yeah. uh, with our defense. And we're still in the playoffs, man. Like our number one defender <laughs> is fucking out. Like week two or week one or something like that, right? Wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Adams. Really and then, Adams. Uh, yeah. And all of our running backs are down. I don't even know who our running back is. Walker the third. Who is that guy? he's dude he was amazing <laughs> yeah, he's I knew really he, well. He's well. no i knew he was gonna be good i drafted him in one of our leagues early Out front like no. with my last one of my last picks i drafted no him way. And really then but then this is the worst part i needed to drop him because of injuries and the week i freaking drop him the next week penny gets hurt 
Hey, hey, hey. we're not talking fantasy football on this podcast, okay? Fuck no, that stupid game. What a dumbass game. But by the way, okay, we could talk about this. Obviously, what happened to uh, mm. in that in the Monday Night Football yeah, game, yeah, yeah. that yeah. was the fantasy football playoffs for like every single league. And that, yeah. game, that game had well, there's so many big players in it implications and what happened. And I just want to say, did it get I'm, you a win? It got me a win, and I should have lost. Like it was like a, I was like ninety eight percent. I would lose because the dude, I was like three or four points ahead of the guy, and he had like Burrow and like yeah, Diggs. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, this happened like on the first whatever couple of plays of the game. Terrible, terrible. I know. Bucks. And they and they wiped out all the points too. Yeah. So it, I mean, obviously that this is just the luck of fantasy sometimes. Absolutely. Now I got a, a tough question for you. Do you think the NFL did the right thing by canceling the game completely? Yeah. Completely canceling it? Yeah. <sighs> see, I don't know, man. I mean, I do. I can see I can see an argument to do it and not yeah. to do it. I remember in the in the soccer game last year in the Euro Cup where that guy in Denmark went down and they Erickson, continued to play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, they played yeah. the game out and yeah, it was fine. So I could see them playing the game out, and I can I could, I could have seen then too them canceling the game. Like no, nope, it just didn't happen. Yeah, you know. I, I mean, think the I, I think the difference I think the difference in this is that it was like it wasn't technically caused obviously on purpose, but it was like a play. You know what I mean? It was like both teams involved. So it was we actually still haven't heard exactly. They were saying it's uh it was from the impact and it had to be right at the specific second of the heart, right? the, the they, collision they, that's what they suspect like doctors yeah suspect exactly that. but they haven't said for sure but i mean right. just said it that it was involving both teams and that you know uh i think it was t higgins for the Bengals that was just he put his head down like normally like he wasn't trying to hurt anyone like trying to pick up the first down kind of thing right it was like a freak accident but cool. whereas er- erickson was just you know he had uh, an issue and yeah. his heart stopped while he was in the middle of the play so it wasn't like a a collision during the game kind of thing. I don't know. Um, honestly, True. I honestly I think the NFL should have figured something out. I totally agree with them canceling the game that night and all of that. Absolutely. And even the week. But they should have done... They, there's so many opportunities to do things differently in terms of playing that game out. I mean, there's so much money on the line for all these teams, for all these players, for like bonuses and all this stuff, right? Like, I think they should have either pushed back the wild card weekend one week and then the Bengals and bills could have played this weekend because they do have the bye week in between the AFC NFC championship and the super bowl. So there's like a free weekend where it's the pro bowl. Mm-hmm. No one watches the pro bowl in the NFL. Okay. More people would, would have watched guaranteed well, ki- kids do kids do kids watch. No, but I'm just talking about ratings. Okay. Yeah. Kids even the thing about how many kids are invested in fantasy football as well. I'm just saying they should have pushed it played the the Bengals Bills game, figure out the seating correctly this weekend, and then done the wild card NFC AFC or wild card divisional AFC NFC and then no buy between the championship games and the Super Bowl. But anyways. Okay, no, was, I agree with you. They could have found a way to make up the game, but I think that's what I think. I don't think they the should game, have canceled it. Yeah, canceling the game at that time was fine. Well that was the right oh, way yeah, to Absolutely. But, I agree. Yeah, they probably could have they could they probably could have put it on the, on the Wednesday or they could have figured out any other time like okay yeah. that Monday night game you know obviously it was a scratch okay here we're gonna play this game on a Tuesday next Tuesday whatever yeah, right yeah, yeah. yeah but I know like there's there's a lot more into it than just us wanting to see of course it. logistically like the, whole, the fucking arenas the NFLPA, travel hotels crap. the union NFLPA yeah even just the logistics of it too right like stadiums could be booked mm. hotels and stuff are exactly. already yeah, yeah. it's like it's all it's like but yeah, we could have played in Vegas. It's always open, right? That's what I was thinking. Vegas, too. like but... kickoff 12, a- 12 a.m. Right? Actually, you know the AFC NFC Championship could be, or sorry, not the NFC, the AFC Championship could be in Vegas uh, that weekend because yeah, if the the Bengals Bills end up playing, then it's going to be at a neutral site because of how the game played out, how it was canceled. Because you the Bills controlled their own destiny. If they would have won that game. And then they won last weekend. They would have been the one seed, but now the Chiefs are the one seed. But anyways, yeah, no, crazy. So before we get off the NFL here, let's. Um, what do you? What are your Super Bowl picks here? What do you? What do you think is going to happen here? 
You can go with your you can go with your heart, or uh, you know you can go with the. Well, I'm not just going with my heart. I'm also going with my brain. I'm gonna go with my (laughs) uh, with my team right here, baby. I'm going with the Seahawks. We're gonna be the that unicorn this year. We're gonna be that magical team that gets it done, and we're gonna go to the Super Bowl, Arizona, 2023, Seattle Seahawks, Super Bowl champs. Boom. (laughs) How about you, Ty? Wow, man, that is bold. You know what? I'm still trying to figure out my uh, my Super Bowl pick, but uh, my heart will obviously be Seattle. But uh, we got to use our brains sometimes here when we're or betting and you know doing playoff pools and stuff. So there's there's zero percent chance the Seahawks are going to be the Super Bowl, Mike. I just got to break it to you now, so you're not. <laughs> Actually, you're not. <laughs> I'm just to let you know we got a chip in a chair. There's not zero. It's not zero. It might be zero point something, but it ain't zero. Um. But yeah, you know what? I think uh, I think the NFC Championship is going to be the Eagles and the 49ers. I hope the Eagles will beat San Fran because I don't want them in the Super Bowl. AFC Championship, we're going to get a rematch of last year at a neutral site. And these are the, I'm not like going off the board here. These are what a lot of people think will happen. It's going to be the Bills Chiefs in the AFC Championship. Bills are going to get the revenge for last year. It's going to be a Bills-Eagles Super Bowl and the Bills are going to win. I feel like they're going to rally around everything that happened. And uh, it's just another thing they can it'd use. It'd be cool to, to see the Bills get win the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, it'd be cool. Other than the Seahawks, I'd rather see the Bills win this year. That's it. But yeah, no, um, we're going to have to keep this thing going here. And uh, hopefully you can just laugh at me next week about my prediction. And uh, the Seahawks are in the second round. Because nothing more than I would love for you to be laughing at me, by the Guaranteed, way. Guaranteed, man. As a, yeah, I mean, you're an embarrassment to, uh, as a <laughs> partner in my season tickets to the Seahawks. Embarrassment. <laughs> okay, Mike. Um, just to clarify here, after your last comments, I hope they win. I don't think they will win. But I hope they win. Okay. So I hope you can just flap all next episode we do or next week about uh, the Seahawks winning. The the problem I only have with that whole comment of yours is I don't like the way you think. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Well, uh, moving on, moving on to uh, something that we probably actually, we probably won't agree about this either, but uh, you know, the Canucks Mm -hmm. should probably Mm -hmm. reach out to John Schneider and Pete Carroll, just down the I-5 here, to ask them how one would go about retooling and, you know, not rebuilding. Because the Canucks have been trying to retool, it seems like, for, I don't know, six, seven years? We're stuck in this weird spot. Seahawks seem to do it in one season. Here. True. I would agree with you. Yeah, that would probably benefit them to reach down to reach out to John Snyder, but they're not going to do that, man. So yes, I, mean... I know, I know. I'm just, uh, I'm just trying to make a point here. But like, uh, here we are, the Canucks. Um, just, just like we were last year. I think we're at a very similar spot. We're giving up a lot more goals than we did last year because uh, Demko has been out, and even before he was out, he was not playing well. But I'm just so sick of the Canucks, man. They're, they're so exhausting. I feel like uh, that's kind of where we left off last time we recorded. Um, at this point, I want us to lose every single game for the rest of the year. I do not want another win. I want us to be in the lottery, at least having a decent shot at the number one pick for, you know, a franchise altering player in Connor Bedard. Like, dude, what are we doing? We just watched him. Oh, that's another thing that just happened. The, uh, the world juniors. We didn't, we haven't talked about, uh, Obviously, Canada won great tournament, but uh, like, what the what the hell are the Canucks doing, man? You know what, Ty? I absolutely do agree with you on this one. I mean, as a fan and as a fan of the game of hockey, you don't get these players, these generational players like a Bedard come around very often. We have we have you know we have a a McDavid, a Crosby. You know, a Lemieux, a Goretzky, you could throw a few more names in there, Ovi, you know. Oh, yeah. There's not many of them, but we do see these, you know, these generational players come through. And you see a Bedard, and we see exactly what he did in the World of Juniors, shattering the record of, like, Lindros with the most points in, you know, 
yeah, in, yeah. in as a as a Canadian in the just uh, dominant the tournament. Yeah, smash it within like fourteen by like ten games or something like that. How many points he had? So we know this kid's special. We know this kid's going to be something. We knew this last year, but now like yeah. the world sees like, hey, this guy's yeah, for yeah, real. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I and mean, he's a local kid. You can add to it as well. Yeah, from North Vancouver. So you got to really think that. I mean, I would hope that these these teams are at least talking about. It. I hope that Vancouver's talking about it. like this is an opportunity here. Why are we going out there and and trying to win these stupid games when we can have this in our back pocket? You know, for Tell sure. And I, I just saw after our loss uh, another three goal blown lead <laughs> loss uh, yesterday. Actually, while we're talking about how bad they are. Um, to the Pittsburgh Penguins, but I mean, we just now finally moved that we have a better shot, like percentage wise, of getting the first overall pick than making the playoffs. And they're both very low. So we're in this stupid. <laughs> yeah. Where <laughs> we don't I mean? want to be, man. We're like, we have like a four point, I don't know, eight percent chance and the four point four percent. Like it's close to even, but like we finally tipped the scale the other way towards getting Bedard. So that's why we need to continue losing games. I agree. And there's a few things that, that, that might make it work out for us. I mean, I know that I think it's kind of written in stone that we're going to lose our captain there, Bo Horvat. So yeah. getting rid of, you know, we, we say we lose him to even just picks. Okay. Yeah. The sooner we lose him, the better in, in, a, Absolutely. in, you know, in our, you know, so we absolutely look at all the, the goals. Yeah. Exactly. If we trade Horvat, who the hell is going to score for us? Yeah, but so we get some more of those picks, even if they're later down the road, maybe even the next couple of years, but first round picks, whatever it is. I mean, I'm not a GM. I don't know. I can't do this for them. But like, come on, yeah. boys. Let's go. I feel like I feel like we know a lot better than what has been happening there than uh yeah. than your buddy Jim, who's long gone. And now this this new management regime, like I'm not impressed. We were, you know, from what they said originally when they came on, like there was some some players that were going to be gone salaries gone like there there are a lot of things are going to happen and all they've done is uh spend money and re-sign miller which i think we were all okay with at the time um but dude i don't even know like i said i'm exhausted like i have no i'm almost like done with them emotionally i'm not emotionally invested watching anymore like i'm just like yeah, you know, you know, I just want to make one last point about the Canucks before we like sign off on these guys. Is that I this I was went to a game a couple of days ago and I spent twenty five dollars, twenty five dollars, Canadian dollars, yeah, on one beer, okay, on one beer. It was a large beer, but it's still one damn beer. That's ridiculous. So for that twenty five dollars, I want to go in. <laughs> to the Connor Bedard fucking fun. And I hope you guys are fucking working on that. For sure, man. That is ridiculous. That's a, uh, that's a nice 12 pack at the liquor store. Yeah, man. You know? That's ridiculous. You know dude. what? You and I have, st- we still go to games and everything. We still will, but you know what? Maybe next season, like they, I feel like they'll feel it if we don't go. Yeah. And not only that, they're going to know because we're going to fucking protest out front and we're going to set up our fucking podcast station and talk about shit about them the whole time. And and you have a plane. We can fly banners every day. <laughs> yeah. Fire this guy. Fire that guy. Every day. Anyone just, you want to fire, Ty, we're going to put no, a banner. It doesn't even have to be firing. It's just like, uh, why don't we, we can do like sell the team to Francesco Aquilini, like just we could just come up with something new every day it doesn't have to be firing people give it away give it away for charity Mm -hmm. like us the junkies yes yes we'll fucking make a a championship team 10 years we'll have a we'll have a stanley cup in vancouver yeah like i i have an ice pack or whatever and uh you know i've tried to sell tickets on ticket exchange and i've been losing money on a lot of them i mean usually that's what i do you would sell you know a few here and there, kind of like we do the seahawks but now, my wife and I go for the carved sandwiches. That is one good thing they've done at uh, Rogers Arena. The carved sandwich, which is a little overpriced as well. Yeah. I think it's I like think it's $30 a for a little freaking sandwich with two chips in a basket they give you. But, but I had a pro- I, yeah, they got, they got some good new food. I got a prosciutto and bocconcini uh, sandwicho in there. I was oh, like, what nice. the hell is this? Where is that one? Let's Wait, go. I was club sandwich. 
Pub oh. Seats. Oh, oh yeah, right, 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 right. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was in there. I was slumming it on the other side of the wall, man. It's new. It wasn't there last year. It wasn't there last year. It was new. Dude, well, where my seats are, okay, I got a DJ right out in the bar area there. Just right, you should just try it out. Yeah, Actually, I love it. Go to a game. I do love it there. We're gonna go to a game yeah. in a couple of weeks there, so yeah, we'll have to we'll check it out. But yeah, like I said about the Canucks, like I'm just exhausted, and I feel like we said all we can say on here. Other than uh, you know, tank for Bedard. That's what we should just fly. Yeah. Actually, we could do that right now. Tomorrow, let's find a banner. Yeah. Tank for Bedard hashtag. <laughs> fly it around the city. Hey, but hey, one one thing that you were right about <laughs> that mm. I will give you credit for that I didn't think you were gonna be right about is mm. I now think Ovi <laughs> is going to break the Gretzky's record. Oh, fuck. Goals. You probably just He's cursed gonna him. He's going to play until he does it. I see what you're his doing here. His hair is going to be full white. I see what you're doing here. His hair is going to be full white. You don't want him to break it. It's going to happen. You don't want him to break it. Take that back. He's on my hockey pool, man. Of course I want him to break it. He's going to break it. <laughs> well, well, he's not going to break it this year. But uh, I want him to break it this year. Yeah, no. He needs like, I think he needs 90, 80 something goals. He's, he's, if he averages, so. I think the start of this year, so he has whatever left, three years left on his deal. He had to average 30, I can't remember exactly what it was, say 33 goals a year or whatever to break it. He's over so 30, he's already, yeah. yeah, he's already at that point. So now every goal he scores the rest of the year will bring down the average he needs over the next few seasons that he's under contract for to break it. So, and the, uh, it's yeah, what's crazy actually, what's crazy about that too is the Capitals owner came out and said they're not going to rebuild until. He gets the record. Like their goal now <laughs> is to help him get the record, keep a team that's competitive enough or whatever, even though I think he knows they're not Stanley cup, you know, competitive right now, but he wants to keep it together and, uh, you know, help him get the record. I also saw Gretzky. Yeah. Well, I... When he gets close is planning on following him around. Like when he gets close oh, to the yeah. record and watching those games to be there oh, for yeah. it. I don't I don't think people understand, like I think the younger people don't understand how crazy Gretzky rec- Gretzky's records are. Like they're untouchable. Yeah. Especially his point records. Oh, and yeah. his goal. I mean, the only yeah. one that's touchable is his goal. He's never gonna get broke, I don't think, in our lifetime. He's never gonna get broken his assists or his points records. Agreed. But may- this is the only chance we're gonna see yeah. anyone come close and can probably do it. It'll be it'll be a huge event if it happens. Agreed. Huge. But like you said, even to be talking about it in this day and age with everything is freaking insane for Ovechkin. Yeah, totally. And he just and he just keeps doing. It. But I really hope because you've spoken now that uh, he doesn't have a big injury or something. He does. <laughs> Our it's, podcast it's, will it's, maybe it's, finally it's go viral. Destined, it's destined to happen. Think about it. Look at look at Ovi's goals. Okay. He always look at his playoff goals. He plays the the point, letting his left point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. it's always that one time shot from the left point. Like you don't think any fucking team would figure it out. Put a dude there in after front all of these something. years, right? Come on, man. The one time is coming. That's what they want to do. Feed Ovi. Get yeah. the shot. <laughs> yeah, it's a cannon, but like, dude, like figure it out. It's the same shit every time. Absolutely. But, and he keeps he on uh and he's, he's rolling, aging man. too though he's aging too a little bit so you never know i mean we'll see what happens he, he's the, the only is, one that's ever the ever guy's a close, tank so. man he doesn't even look like he's in crazy shape the guy drinks vodka and just i don't even know if he works out he just goes and scores goals man <laughs> he's in crazy shape. I, would, I, would say I mean i mean he doesn't look like you know the typical fucking he doesn't look like a no. crosby for example like a bird, remember Bray, like in his prime when he had like that shirt off, like zero, like zero point two percent body. Well, that's fat, like that's what I said. Like, rip. can compare him and Crosby, who are similar age, came into the league around the same time. I think uh, he's Crosby, what a year later or whatever. Oh man, but, Crosby's a fucking beast. What no, but that's what I mean. About, no, <laughs> no, no but, that, but that's what I mean. Like, you compare the two. Like, Ovi just looks like he could go have a shot of vodka, skate out there, and score three goals. And then go. Who would you rather be right now? Would you rather be (laughs) Sidney Crosby with three Stanley Cup rings? Yeah. Couple hearts for sure. A couple hearts. Crosby, 100%. 
Crosby. Okay, or okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, obviously. Crosby's the guy. But I I think it would be cool if Ovi broke the record. If. I love Sid, man. He's my man. Absolutely. And Always he's, will having, be. he's having a great season. Still a beast. Yeah. Let's see Melks yesterday against Canucks. Four points, baby. Yep. We blew another three point league. Three goal lead. <laughs> yeah, man. Crazy. But yeah, the Canucks, uh, let's just hope we keep losing. And I mean, this is a tough stretch in the schedule right now. Even next week, I know we have uh, two home games, one against Tampa Bay on, I think it's Wednesday, and then we're going to go to the Oiler game the next uh, next Saturday. So, Yeah, Canucks, let's get on the Bedard train, boys and girls. Bedard, Connor just Bedard. Lose out. Like, and if they're going to make a trade, like you said, it needs to happen now. Yeah, we got. I mean, if we're going to cut – if we're gonna cut ties with our captain there, um Bo Horvat, now's the time. Doom, boom, get and, done with. And you think fucking Aquaman would just be on board with this? He was probably drooling watching the World Juniors there with Bedard. And he's like like you said, from North Van, local kid. He could be the guy that changes the franchise for the next fifteen years. Yeah, I mean you would think. Uh, you put him trade know. everyone trade trade everyone other than PD and maybe Hughes. Well, yeah, no, I love Hughes. You can't you can't trade him. Miller, we just signed, but who knows? Maybe someone would take him on because I'm not sold on him either. After the way he's yeah. played this year. No, I think that they should take you on as like a consultant, Ty. You know, I think they should take both of us on. Yes, I, I could go on freaking my PlayStation on. I don't even have the new PlayStation or. <laughs> The new NHL, but there's like a GM mode. I could mm-hmm. do wonders with with this team here. I'd lose every game, and we'd be drafting Bedard. <laughs> yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. I feel like they should maybe do that because yeah, what, what whatever's doing is not working. And like I said, frustrating, exhausting. I'm just like fucking over it, over the Canucks. I'm always gonna be a fan, but I'm over it until we do something properly because we can't tank properly and we can't win. Agreed, man. Agreed. Um, we normally do the UFC segment at some point here and break down a card. Uh, there is a card this weekend. It's nothing spectacular. And I'm not going to lie. I haven't really watched much UFC in the last month. I mean, I've watched a couple of pay-per-views since we recorded last. And there was nothing spectacular. And, you know, there wasn't a ton of, like, buzz about it, even online or, you know, on Twitter or anything about a lot of these cards. But I can tell you what there has been a lot of buzz about. It was uh, Dana White on New Year's Eve in Cabo uh, making a fool of himself. And, you know, I think a lot of people saw it. It was, uh, it was, the story was broke by TMZ. And it was a video of him arguing with his wife at a club. And it looked, obviously looked like they were fighting. I think she gave him a little slap. And he turned around and gave her a big smack and then looked like he like pushed her down and the video kind of cut off or they, they went out, a went out a picture from there on, but uh, geez, man, not a good look for Dana White. Like what a loser. Okay. The guy is freaking, no one should ever put their hands on a woman, obviously, but I mean, this guy who has gone on and on and on over the years about that same thing. He has cut UFC fighters and, you know, said you can never come back from hitting a woman like countless times at different press conferences. And here he is on camera doing exactly what he told, you know, all of his fighters and cut fighters for, and there's been no repercussions for it. What do you think about that situation? Well, you are right. It was crazy and, uh, you know, uncharacteristic of him. But, I mean, at the same time, dude, like, what is his wife doing slapping him in the face? I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea what she said, what he said to her or what was going on in that situation. No one does. It was just a video of, of them yeah. at a distance. But, yeah. like, you can't – I mean, okay. He should not have slapped his wife in the face. But yeah, yeah, yeah. also, she should not have slapped of him course. in the face. Okay? Of course. And no one's talking about that either. You know what I mean? No one's talking about what she did. No. It's all about he, what oh, he no, did. No, no, no. A lot of people are. 
And uh, it's interesting Interesting you say that because he had a, his first press conference with like MMA media. Right after that incident happened, he did like a TMZ interview kind of explaining it, this and that, um, his side. But obviously he said it was, you know, unacceptable. He should never have done that. He doesn't do that, blah, blah, blah. And then today he came out and, you know, he was saying like he didn't want people to defend him because he was wrong, which he should say. But uh, it was funny. A couple of reporters asked him like, you know, are you going to, anything going to happen to you? Is there going to be any repercussions for your actions this and that? And then he turned around and he's like, what do you think should happen? <laughs> and kind of. Yeah, exactly. You what do you think reporters. should happen? I mean, think he, about it for a second. The weird, yeah, I know. Hold on. The weird thing is in this, this interview, you got to check it out. He compared it to like COVID times. I don't know how he did this big twist in COVID saying how like he should, uh, you know, during COVID be away from the UFC because of everything that was going on. And he said, you know, with this situation, he can't be away from the UFC because it's worse for it if he's not around, which is probably not wrong. But like the weird COVID angle he threw out and just deflecting. I don't know. But you were right about, you know, she shouldn't have hit him as well. But like, show some restraint, man. Like, it wasn't like she hit him. It was like a little little slap. And he's three times the size of her, it looks like. Big guy. Okay, but his turn around and gave her. He, a, he didn't start beating the shit out of her. He slapped, he her, slapped like, her like and he, he like shoved her, her down. He slapped her like she slapped him. Is what I saw. It wasn't. Uh, <laughs> I didn't see that. It wasn't. Well, what did you see? You saw he beat the shit out of her. No, no. She no, gave him much. a little smack, but no. But he smacked her and continued, and then he shoved her down onto the ground, and you can't see what happened after that. No, I saw one smack from him, and That's then it. chaos ensued, and he like went after her. Watch it. Okay, I'll have to watch it closer. I mean, okay, maybe I'm not the best one to comment on this, but I just felt. No, no, like, you're right. Regardless, it's a it's a terrible situation. Yeah, but and I, I don't condone. Day, I don't condone any man hitting a woman. And I know what to be honest. With you, I don't condone any woman yeah. hitting a man. Of course, that's fucking course, bullshit too. So I think they're both wrong. They both should mm. be apologizing because they're both fucking stupid. Yeah. yeah. Well, she did. She apologized as well, like with like through a statement. Obviously, Good. she's not in the media yeah. and stuff. But uh, he's kept them very private, him, his wife, and kids because he's got kids, absolutely, yeah, 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 which is a good thing, and that's why, like you said, it was uncharacteristic. But uh, I don't even know what the you know what the penalty could be, it's just it's it's weird, like I said, in terms of his like huge stance on that kind of thing, you know, yeah, so that's where the that's so that is where it gets interesting is like, yeah, he has uh kicked people out of the UFC for this kind of shit before. But yeah. I don't think it was like that. It's no, no, usually, of course. Right? And it's usually not caught on tape. So it's usually like hearsay. This was caught on tape. People can see this. Not, it wasn't crazy bad. Yeah. I mean, but who knows what happens with these with between these two behind closed doors? Is this the first time? I don't think so, man. I don't know. <laughs> like, I know, I just, know. You don't just slap. I mean, you don't just slap someone in open public at a club like your husband of 30 years. Like nothing's happened. The and TMZ, he slaps you back. The TMZ you know interview I mean? like, that he was saying, and it was like a, it was a weird TMZ interview because it was almost set up for him, and like they were, you know, throwing him like easy questions on purpose so he could be like, so like the TMZ guy was like, uh, oh, so there was, we heard there was a lot of alcohol involved, and like Dana was almost laughing. He's like, yeah, there was a lot of alcohol involved, blah blah blah, and he was saying he doesn't remember. Anyways, bad look for the UFC. I just am surprised by how it's like people have moved on from it like pretty quickly in terms of think of Roger Goodell, the commissioner in the NFL, for example, something like this happening. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. You know what I mean though, right? Like <laughs> UFC is different and it's a fighting league. Public enemy saying. number one. It's just, oh. it's crazy how it all played out. And unfortunately, I'm, I'm actually surprised. Have you seen how fit Dana White's wife is? <laughs> yeah. She's going to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> but yeah it's it's not My money's on her not a good look for him honestly him. and what he did say today which is true he's like you know no one should defend me like i screwed up and you know i'm always going to be known for this now and or you know people that's kind of like the his punishment you know what i mean and he accepts that okay sure i <laughs> like i said before i don't i'm not oh i think that his wife should have the same kind of scrutiny as he did so i think that publicly yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything should be equal 
and yeah. that's what that's what it should be. I think. Yeah, no, man. You are uh, you're not wrong. It's uh, just like I said, it's unfortunate, and hopefully they can. Uh, I think it sounds like everything's good with them. We don't obviously know, but I mean, you know, they will move on, and uh, and this is the thing we'll, too. Like we'll get back to fights so, in so, the so, octagon. Because the UFC is not owned by like Zufa anymore. It's not owned they're by owned like, by, like they're owned by Disney. Uh, Disney. Owned, yeah, so they're owned by a publicly traded company. That's another freaking What are they going to do? They're, and so they're, who are they going to replace Dana White with? Who? Uh, Oscar De La Hoya. Just oh, joking. yeah. No <laughs> like way. Saying, like another promoter. But a lot of people were saying, which I don't agree with necessarily, is that he should have stepped down to avoid all the the bullshit in between. The thing is, though, he's, the, who's, who's his, uh, you know, his predecessor there? No one, man. It's Dana White. I like it's. He is the UFC. I was thinking about it. Maybe, like, maybe you can get like a like a George St. Pierre, somebody like really known, really popular, really like. But he, they don't have that. Like, I don't know that factor. Yeah, I know exactly. He, this guy, he sells fights. He's the best ever. Absolutely. You, know, you can ask. You can ask a lot of fight uh, people. But yeah, so they, they made game. they made a business decision. Obviously, like you said, it's a publicly traded company that they are not going to remove him or. Yeah, and they can easily. Yeah, exactly. He's just an employee. That's what I mean. He's just an employee now. That's right? what I mean. So they obviously made that decision, and uh, yeah, like yeah, I think it sucks more for the kids too, right? Seeing all this and having to listen to all the bullshit too, like people like us talking about it. And it also makes me think that there's probably more to the story than what TMZ put out. I I just feel that way. Like yeah, maybe true. there was like more slaps from from his wife or something like that. I just feel like there was more to this that like, yeah, like why saw, why not? We just saw one little clip, right? Yeah, you know, why not remove him from that? Like that would that would be enough to remove anyone else from their fucking position, I would think. I yep. think there was more there was a lot more to it than 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 they let the uh public see. But true. Maybe I, there's more video that the whoever's holding on to is keeping for like a real big payday later on or something. Yeah, exactly. That's how that happened, right? They yeah, sold that. Whoever took that video in Mexico made a fortune off that clip. So and Dana and all those guys, they're being pretty silent about it. So they're not really they don't want to get into it too much. Yeah. So he's not saying, Oh, well, she she hit me like five times or ten times yeah, yeah, or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. He's just like, Okay, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, it's my fault, yeah. blah blah blah. Like, uh, okay, cool. But yeah, hopefully it's the last we heard of this and we can actually talk about some, like I said, fights in the octagon. Uh, I think there's a pay-per-view coming up later this month. And uh, we should definitely, we will be back trying to get some picks in there to uh, make some more money on UFC this year. For sure. And there's like some big ass fights happening this year. Like we got the, uh, we got the Volkanovsky, um, Khabib's buddy there. What's his name? The new champ fighting mm, yeah you know australia yeah, no. that could be huge that'll be good yeah like yeah. i said i haven't uh haven't been up on it as much Makachev. lately with all the the nfl you know playoff race and all that fantasy football playoffs and stuff happening but um you're gonna have to fill me in in the next couple weeks here when we get back into it yeah we'll do buddy so i don't know if you watched the PGA tournament this past weekend, the unofficial start to the PGA season at Kapalua. Um, I caught bits and pieces of it. I was pretty busy, so I didn't see as much as I would have liked to, but I saw what was going on in the final round. Now I turned it on. I was actually going to watch it. And I'm like, Holy shit. Colin Morikawa had a seven shot lead over John Rom with, uh, like it was like 10 holes to play or whatever. Okay. So like those guys are good. They're not blowing a seven-shot lead, right? It's over. Turn it off, whatever. <sighs> Went out and did whatever I was doing. I turned on SportsCenter that night, and I see John Rom had won the Century Tournament of Champions or whatever. And I'm like, the hell? Like, did something happen to Morikawa? Did he get hit by a golf ball? Uh, did he pull his back and withdraw? Like, something must have happened. And sure enough, the guy blew a freaking seven-shot lead and lost to John Rom, man, like cannot believe that. Even the part of the broadcast I watched early on, they were celebrating. They're like, "Oh, it's so nice to see Morikawa get back in the he's going to get back in the wind circle." Like they're pretty much going to talk for ten holes about him winning the tournament. The guy blows it. You don't see that very often, especially at a course like that, which is so you can score. It's not like an overly tough course for those guys. But uh, like I said, it was good to have the PGA back. But 
but man, seven shot lead, Morikawa, a, a major champion. Would you have thought that would happen, Mike? Well, no, but just knowing the game of golf, but I could see it happening for sure. And playing that course a few times, Kapalua is one of my favorite courses. It is my favorite course of all time. Like every single hole on that course, you have an ocean view and it's absolutely gorgeous. Sometimes you have to look behind you. And if you look behind you, it's just like, you know, every, it's, yeah. it's unbelievable. Beautiful. Yeah. So um, I could see him maybe getting uh, a little bit in awe of the beauty of the background <laughs> or whatever it is, but uh I know, yeah, no, for sure. It's it's crazy um, that Mark Morikawa. To, to me, Morikawa is only a major contender. I don't see him winning many tournaments on the PGA. I don't know maybe if, if you do, but you know, I, I don't. It's it, it's kind of it's kind of odd, but uh, I wasn't too surprised to see it happening. And I was even like the only thing I remember from this tournament, and I didn't watch much of it because I was up in Whistler on a, on a ski trip. But was uh, I remember. Spieth was on, I think it was the 18th green. He was making a putt and some guy behind him was like, oh, I'll bet you 50 bucks. He makes it. He's like, you're on whatever 50 bucks. And he makes, he makes the putt and yeah. he gets up and he went back to the guy. He shook his hand and he's like, yo, if I could hear you saying that, maybe you're saying it a little bit too loud or whatever. And that was the only thing I really remember from yeah, yeah. this one tournament. <laughs> Did you see that? That happened? That, no, that, I didn't. Oh yeah. That's so, awesome. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, no, it's pretty crazy. Seven seven shot leads, crazy, and uh, but it happens in golf. Look at look at uh, it does McElroy like, in the in the Masters a few years back. He blew an eight shot. True, lead. true. He was. I I don't know. This tournament though, like I said, it's the scores were like minus twenty eight, minus twenty nine. Like it's a it's an easier course for those guys. But uh, Which regardless, is ridiculous, dude. I almost I just broke a hundred on this fuck. Well, dude, there's a lot of the some of the their par fives. No, and I wasn't playing the tips either. No, I know the par fives for them. Uh, they're hitting pitching wedge on some of the holes, depending That's which way nuts. the wind's blowing. Like, yeah, so easy scoring course, but still super fun to watch. And like, honestly, one of my favorites as well. And I was lucky to play it once too. But uh, one other thing about that, Morikawa has not won a tournament since he got engaged. They were talking about that on the mm-hmm. broadcast too. So I don't know. That has something to do with it. But uh, that was an interesting stat. You know, there. It's, uh, it's an interesting fact there. I'm going to put that one in the books here because I got a few other golfers that uh, have shit the bed <laughs> since that happened. <laughs> but yeah, no, golf's getting right back into the full swing of things. And real quick, um, I just sent you earlier today a trailer of the new Netflix documentary. Uh, looks insane. It's following last year's season. You're going to have all the live drama. Uh, a lot of big names in there that filmed for it. Uh, Ricky's in it, Rory McIlroy, Brooks Kapka, just to name a few. They're all mic'd up behind the scenes. You're going to see a lot of that live drama. That's what I'm wanting to see. Um, but yeah, it, it comes out next month, and I'm super excited for that. What do you think about that trailer? Yeah, man, I am pumped for that. I mean, I saw it as well, and they got, yeah, they don't just have like those guys. I mean, they have everyone that's gone basically from. The PGA Tour, the Live Tour, like they have. Uh, oh, for sure. They have uh, Ian Poulter like and those guys. The big names, you know, right? It's awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it... no, it's it's gonna be awesome, man. I can't wait for that to come out. Have you watched Drive to Survive, the Formula One show? You gotta watch that. That's what got me into F1. Watched, yeah, I watched shows. I've watched a few episodes, and now while we do, I watched a few episodes. And I know you do like the fantasy. Um, yeah. Uh, f1 and that's and i did the first year there and so the first the first like few episodes yeah are the guys that i picked and yeah i remember that but yeah start it man and finish it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, the yeah. same it's the same creators and producers of drive to survive who are doing this uh golf netflix series so it's gonna be awesome and yeah now we got that fun yeah and all you see is like in, in the preview is like this is a good year for you guys to uh to absolutely the PGA tour like almost like it, it's almost like, like almost oh, like it was scripted hell yeah you know but yeah no now right. it's a good swing yeah. of of golf after so you get the waikiki tournament this weekend so it stays in hawaii and then it goes to the west coast swing so you're gonna get like riviera and beverly hills you'll get the waste management open tory pines like a lot of courses we've been lucky enough to play and it's a it's a good stretch of golf all right ty well that's about it man Thank you so much for doing this with us. And thank you guys for listening. 
It's the West Coast Sports Junkies, and we are signing out. Go Seahawks, go. Let's do this, baby. Boom. Go Hawks. Go Hawks.